My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Basha here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Alicia Galati. She's the founder of Galati Media and the host of the Listeners to Leads podcast. Welcome to the show, Alicia. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am too. It's a pleasure to have you. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your challenges, your podcasts, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Yeah. So I started my entrepreneurial journey when I had my first kid, which was eight years ago at this point. And I felt like not even that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom because it's not really my vibe. It's not really what I want to do ever. (laughs) My husband is now a stay-at-home dad. I could not do what he does. No, thank you. Um, And so that wasn't really the goal. The goal was more, why am I capped at an income? based on the amount of hours I'm working or the amount of overtime I'm working and how can I make more money because I didn't grow up with a lot and I wanted to make sure that my kids had everything I didn't have. And I know that money can provide those kinds of experiences that I want to be able to give them. So I started in the online space, writing blogs, I started listening to podcasts, got absolutely obsessed with podcasts. I feel like if you're someone who commutes a bit, then you know that the same songs play on the radio over and over and over again, that can get a bit redundant. So a podcast was a great way to break away from just listening to, you know, the top five songs and learn things as I was driving to and from my commute. And that just blew my mind. I was like, what? I can just listen and learn. Oh my goodness. I love this. Then fast forward, still kept my nine to five. I actually have a background in Uh, manufacturing and production and production planning, as well as inventory management. So a lot of like standard operating procedures and supply chain stuff like that is my jam. That's what I love. Uh, So I have a background in that and steadily just kind of grew that and went dipped in and out of the online space. In 2018, I started my own podcast and thought, okay, this is going to be it. It's going to be great awesome. I'm going to take what I do in my nine to five and transfer that into inventory management, inventory support, supply chain support for those small e-commerce businesses. So I had a small e-commerce podcast and it was great while I had it, but I was like, man, I hate doing what I do in my nine to five for other people. Like It just was not fun. So it was a lot of trial and error, figuring out what I wanted to do. And I always had that nine to five to fall back on. So it it gave me a lot of room to explore what I liked. Then in 2019, I started a podcast with my sister that was about growing up in a cult. Yes, I grew up in a cult. (laughs) And... Uh, It was all about that experience and sharing stories about that. And so if you like true crime, that one, you guys would probably like that. (laughs) And um, I was like, man, I've I've done this twice. I've launched two podcasts. I wonder if I could probably do this for other people. I'm sure I could do that. And so I decided to transition from the supply chain, the inventory 
management in the online space into podcast production. We all know what happened in 2020. I was one of the first in the wave in March, April timeline to get laid off of my job. And as the sole income provider for my family, that was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I want to make sure that I can, you know, uh, provide for my family and give them what my whole goal is, <laughs> is to provide financially for my family. So how can I t- do this in a way that really lights me up? And maybe this is the universe kind of kicking me off the ledge that I've been kind of sitting on <laughs> to open my own business and actually do this thing and really make it my full thing. Fast forward to now, we are a full service podcast management agency. We launched 10 podcasts last last year, I want to say. It was 10, somewhere between 10 and 15. I don't like keeping track of that stuff just because I get jazz and I'm like on to the next. That's how I tend to work. Uh, and we manage about 15 weekly podcasts as well as helping uh, a real estate investment firm launch an audio course. So that was really fun as well. Mm. So yeah, and I have a team. They're incredible. And just being able to financially provide for my family and allow my husband to be follow his dreams of being a stay-at-home dad and being able to homeschool our kids. Like he gets lit up about that and I don't, so have at it. But being able to <laughs> allow him to live his best life uh, has just been really incredible. That's awesome. That's awesome. I would really like to hear more about the cult, but we're going to, we're going to move on to the more business topic. <laughs> um, so I guess, what would you say was that, oh, well, you did mention it was COVID, but what would you say is the intention behind starting your business? What is your, I guess, let's cut to the chase. What is your deeper why? Yeah. So my deeper why, there's two things. The one I already said, which was being able to financially provide for my family, but it was also the women that I employ. So the people that are working for me, making sure that they are making a living above living wage and that they are being able to follow their dreams and do what they want, as well as having the flexibility to work when and how they want. I give them deadlines. As long as you meet those deadlines, I don't care if you work in the middle of the night. I don't care if you go to the gym in the middle of the day, do what you got to do. I don't care about your hours. Just, you know, I trust you handle your business. As long as I get my stuff back, we're good. And then the second thing that I is like a value of mine is being able to amplify the voices of the people that we work with. So being able to get their message out there, especially in a time when there are so many voices in the media and, you know, even on podcasting, podcasting is such a underutilized platform that you can get a lot more done and said in a podcast than you can on a YouTube video or in a blog post or even in a social media post. The longevity of that podcast is so much longer and podcast listeners have more of a tendency to listen to multiple podcasts. They tend to binge them and they tend to know, like, and trust people a lot quicker because you're in their ears while they're doing their normal day-to-day things. Uh, so they tend to trust people a lot quicker. So being able to amplify our clients' voices, that they show up uh, that way is just definitely why I do what I do and why I get jazzed about it. I mean, you can tell by my voice. I love what I do. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's, that's what's most important, right? Mm-hmm. So what is your focus for 2023? 
Yeah. So my focus right now, I'm actually working on getting my second full-time person and we're working on ramping her up in the next six months. So making sure that I can go on a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell my team, like I'm going on vacation, but if you need me, like, I think that's very millennial of me to still be available all the time, even when I'm on vacation, (laughs) but, um, I want to be able to just actually sign off this year. So we have a June trip planned going to Legoland. My, my boys are obsessed with Legos that we did a Lego Christmas. Uh, so we're going to Legoland and I am going to completely sign off. So that is, that is a big goal, but also I want to double the business this year and be able to, um, invest further in the training of my team, training myself, maybe even like a team retreat, things like that really just connect us deeper as well as hire more people. Awesome. I think those are great focuses. And I, I like how the vacation sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I remember as a kid, Legoland, Legoland was huge for me too. They're going to appreciate you forever for it. So I know that you mentioned that um, your, so your goal is to double the business. What, is that, what does that revenue look like for one? And two, what's your plan to achieve that? Yeah, so right now we're at just under 200,000 in the year. And thank you. (laughs) Yes, incredible. I love it. Um, And so my goal is to get to 400,000 or 500,000 would be the stretch goal for us. Uh, I know that at our current capacity, we would definitely need to hire more people. So being really strategic with that. uh, Also, I'm showing up on a lot more podcasts. I'm showing up in a lot more spaces. Right now, our business gets, we get a lot of business through referrals as well as through affiliate. I wouldn't say affiliate, but more like business. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Mm, I can't think of the word. Kind of like affiliate. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> connecting with other businesses who are comparable to us, but maybe don't serve the same, they do serve the same clients, but they don't do what we do. So for us, that might be copywriting businesses or OBMs who are working with coaches and business owners. And most of those business owners do have podcasts. So working with those types of people. Um, how can we serve your clients? How can we help them show up so that they make your life easier working as well with like, we have an agency coach that we have a business relationship with where she will send us agency owners who have podcasts and she gets a kickback from that, but we get the business and doing things like that. So connecting with more people via podcast, that's a big one this year, but really amping up on those partnerships with those businesses and those even like small businesses, those solopreneurs who are serving our ideal clients, but maybe don't do exactly what we do. That's been really big in growing it. So really doubling down on that to grow it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's definitely, that's a, that's a good, that's a good plan. I like it. (laughs) So what was your biggest challenge when you were first starting off versus your biggest challenge today? Yeah. So when I first started, I mean, there's a lot of noise in the online space, right? I mean, you guys are listening to me now and I'm noise too. I get that. Like (laughs) my story is noise. So there's a lot of noise out there of like 
what type of business to have, that you should be creating courses, you should be having a membership, you should be doing this, that, and the other. And I got so distracted by that in the beginning and tried to do all of that when really what I really should have done is said back to what you, your initial question, what are those values? What are those, those things that I hold dear to me? And that is making money for my family, which means a leaner team in the agency space. So like usually agency owners, you'll hear, oh, they don't take home a paycheck. That's important to me. So I have to make sure that I do that. So having a leaner team is important, cross-training them. Um, But also like making, like I could have an agency. I don't have to have a business model that has a membership. I don't have to have a business model that has a course or anything like that. I can be a service provider and provide great services to our clients and charge high ticket for it because I know that it's valuable because I can focus on the strategy and my team can focus on the implementation for our clients. So really the, the initially that first thing was like the distraction of everyone else and what everybody else was doing, whatever all my competitors were doing. And really I had to stand back and say, what do I want to do? And then go off of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the noise can be very distracting. It can be very distracting, but at the end of the day, you know, even if you help just one or two people, that's still one or two people that didn't have help before. So it's, (laughs) I think, I think a lot of us get very caught up in like, we want to have like a million downloads and we want to help like thousands of people. But for some, it's just not feasible. And at the end of the day, what matters is that you're helping, even if it's, you know, on a smaller scale. Yes. And that's a really important, especially if you listeners have podcasts, like I have a client where she was feeling down about her numbers and I was like, well, let's look, let's, how many followers do you have? How many people are literally following your podcast and saying, I want to be notified whenever there's a new podcast from this person. And we came up with 230 people. And I said, that means if you were speaking at an event, 230 people said they are signing up for your talk. How does that feel? That feels incredible, right? (laughs) Like these are 230 people who have said, I want to hear what she has to say every single week. Focus on that. What? Well, how can you serve those two hundred thirty people? That is where I think um, podcasting can be utilized so so incredibly. Absolutely, no, I completely agree. It's it's different when you see it on the screen and you know what other people have versus yeah. when you visualize and think like, whoa, like this is like two hundred and thirty people that are like that would be in that room listening to me talk. Like that is yeah. so cool. It's a, it's a, it's all about perspectives. Mm-hmm. So where do you predict that you might get stuck or slowed down within the next 12 months on your path? Yeah. So one thing that I have found that I tend to do is finding that uh, sweet spot of how much in the business I actually want to be and taking on too much. So really that capacity planning, like I said before, is really, really going to be important this year. Um, And also ensuring that we have everything set up for hiring new people. So the people that have been, that are with me now have been with me from like 2021. (laughs) So they've been with me for so long that I, they understand me, they know how I work. And so adding in more people 
uh, I tend to get a little nervous about that because I'm like, I don't trust you yet. I don't know if I like you yet. Are you going to gel with my team? Is my team going to like you? So mm-hmm. really being able to uh, plan ahead for that and hire in that sweet spot where it's not too too early, where I don't have anything to give them. And it's not too late where I feel like I'm so overwhelmed. I can't train them properly or really give them the space that they need uh, to thrive. So that is where I can see things potentially going awry, but I am making sure that I'm checking in on myself of how much am I actually working uh, to ensure that we do find that sweet spot. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that that's, that's, I think that's very easy to overcome, mm-hmm. relatively easy to overcome. It's, you can do it through delegating through, you got this. I believe in you. <laughs> Thanks. So I know that you, I know that you mentioned earlier. So this is kind of along those lines. You mentioned that you'd like to be at 400 to 500 K. So mm-hmm. with doubling your business, what are some challenges you might face or changes that you might need to make both within yourself and within your business? Mm. Yeah. So I, my background in manufacturing and production planning has definitely allowed me to ensure that our processes are in place. So I definitely have all of that situated. I know that can be a big hangup for people when they do scale. Um, but for myself, I would say is probably the biggest part last year, and it's like full transparency. We had some clients come in like really quickly in January, February, and it was like five new clients. And while that would have been really incredible, like two of them were not aligned whatsoever. They were overly needy clients who uh, were very nitpicky, which I'm, I don't know if you guys are into the Enneagram. I'm an Enneagram one. So there's my way to do things and then all the wrong ways to do things. And so I don't, <laughs> like, I need people who are like, Alicia, just take it have fun. Cause I will have so much fun with it. Like just take it and tell me what I need to do better. I like those kinds of clients and those are the clients that I want to attract. But at the time I had been really visible and really outspoken and really like attracting a lot of people. And it allowed some people that weren't really a good fit to come in. And so there, I was talking to my coach at the end of last year, like that fear that kind of kept me from growing last year was do am I going to attract those people that are going to not align that are going to make my team cry? Cause you don't make my team cry. I'm going to kick you (laughs) like, no, (laughs) like, you know, how can I make sure that I still show up visibly on those podcasts, double down on those partnerships while still making sure that I'm attracting the right people because I did put up that energetic block, which didn't allow us to grow as much last year. So That's a big one for me this year is energetically being open to the opportunities. And I've also, just from a systems perspective, put in, hey, if you have been managing your podcast by yourself and you are into the nitty gritty and you have a lot of opinions about this, we're probably not a good fit and that's okay. I can recommend other people to you. Um, But putting that out there up front, I think has been really great in making sure that I'm kind of cutting out the people that maybe aren't going to be a good fit for us. Absolutely. No, I under, I understand. It's, it's a lot easier that way to have yeah. clients who are like, you know what? I know nothing about this. Please do it for me. You figure this out. I'm going to go do my thing. 
yeah way less stressful and then you're the expert you're in the expert seat versus having to fight with somebody who's like oh no no I want it done this way I want it done this way so I get it I completely we've all understand. had those clients <laughs> I won't say yes I won't say no but yes. <laughs> so what so okay so I know that you mentioned the energetic block but mm-hmm. was that the number one thing that you struggled with last year or was there something else that you struggled with just a little bit more than that I would say that was definitely the number one thing that I struggled with was um, having that block of being like, well, we attracted the wrong people at the beginning of the year and they made my team cry and it just wasn't aligned. And it was a lot of work where, yes, I don't mind putting in work and I don't mind doing the work. I love what I do, like I said, but when it ends up being a dread, then something needs to give. And that really kept me back from putting myself out there. I also saw that that first year we got so many referrals that I almost relied on those too heavily to bring in new business. So it was kind of like, I'm twiddling my thumbs like, oh, I had so many people reach out to me to be on their podcast that first year and and no one's reaching out. They'll come. It's fine. Which didn't lead to growth because I wasn't putting myself out there. So being more intentional this year, I think is definitely going to make that difference in propelling us to where I'd like us to be. So how do you plan on overcoming that? Working with a coach, <laughs> checking <laughs> in with them regularly for sure. And that's something that I've been talking with my coach about. Um, and I think it's good to have someone to bounce those, those feelings and those thoughts off of and realizing those blocks and saying, okay, it's yes, I'm struggling with this energetically, but how can I take action on it? So I've had my um, executive assistant create a pitching guide. So we use ClickUp for everything. It is glorious. If you have a team, absolutely wonderful. Love it. (laughs) And so creating like a system in there where it lets me know, hey, you need to follow up with this person or, hey, you need to get on there and do things. My brain works better that way because then I don't get in my own way. I'm like, oh, it's a checklist. Okay, I can check that off my list. And it's not like, oh, I need to do this, but uh, I don't want to. And uh, (laughs) if it's on my list, I will do it. So putting that in place just from like a systemic point of view and creating those systems, I think has been, is going to be really helpful. Um, But also, like I said, having those check-ins with someone to say, have I been showing up how I wanted to this year or have I not? That really makes an impact. Absolutely. Having somebody who's, I guess, kind of keeping you accountable and making sure that, you know, you're, you're on your shit, you're doing it. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about your podcast. Yes. So you have, you have two, right? You've got the sisters and a cult, and then you've got, um, listeners to leads. So let's cover those a little bit. Yeah. So two sisters and a cult, we actually stopped producing. It's still out there, but we stopped producing it back in 2020. I want to say 2021. We did it for a while. It kind of got to a point where we, and this is where it's interesting because usually with podcasts, you're like, no, keep podcasting forever. But we got to a point where it was really downing. (laughs) 
to talk about these really terrible human beings who did these terrible things to people and took advantage of people. And while it was our way of processing the grief around losing our mom and understanding why she joined a cult and why we grew up there and why they did the things that they did and the thought patterns behind it, it allowed us to process that in a, in a really effective way. But it kind of got to a point where we had processed it and we wanted to move on. So we had stopped producing that. Any any questions on that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it, it's understandable why you stopped, you know? Yeah. I think that podcast was definitely part of it was to help you process it and help you understand. So once, I mean, it's okay to move on. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's important for people to understand too. Like even in my business journey, like I was saying in the beginning, like having that space to explore things and be like, this isn't working. Okay what's next? I think we kind of get into the online space and, or in the business space. And we think I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Or I'm going to do this for the next 10 years until I sell it. But that's, that doesn't always happen. And it's okay to just follow the thread of where is you, where are you taking yourself and what are those things that you, what, that really light you up and that are exciting for you. And for my next podcast, so Listeners to Leads, that kind of, that came from a perspective of, okay, I am creating all these podcasts. My my team is creating all these podcasts. How can I make sure that people who can't afford us because we are high ticket, the people who can't afford us are getting information that they can take action on and have an, like, it can impact their podcast positively. So that's where that was birthed. And I started that one in, I want to say 2021 as the, around when I stopped my last one. Um, we are at 70 something episodes now, uh, had one go live today, but I, I don't actually listen to that one <laughs> because <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, which as a podcast producer, you'd think, oh no, she listens to a ton. I can't handle one, the sound of my own voice. I don't want to hear myself talk. No, thank you. <laughs> so I have my you team. You and me editor. both, girl. You and me both. <laughs> yes. um, second is that I don't listen to a lot of podcasts because, like I said at the beginning of my business of this iteration of my business, getting so distracted, and I really want to be intentional about what I'm taking in. So I have to be really intentional in that, but also my ears. As a having edited hundreds of podcast episodes. I find myself editing the episode as I'm going through it. I'm like, mm, could have taken that out. Oh no, their their lips are smacking there. Take that out. So <laughs> then it distracts from the actual content and it feels like work. So, um, but yeah, I started that just really being able to say, all right, how can we help these people who can't afford us turn their listeners into leads? And so really focusing on the content the monetization from not a sponsorship standpoint or an affiliate standpoint, but taking those listeners and turning them, them into leads for your business and making cash money dollars that way because it's more lucrative. Um, so the content, the marketing as well. So what marketing strategies should you be employing to bring in more listeners so that you can turn them into leads? content marketing and the monetization, like I said, but also dipping a little bit into that mindset. Like I said before, of feeling like, you know, this podcast isn't working for me. 
that's okay. Oh, I'm not sure I want to do a podcast or someone said my voice sounds dumb and I shouldn't have a podcast. Like, let's get over that and work through that to either have a podcast or don't, um, as well as, you know, so it kind of helps people that are at the beginning stages of their podcasts or who are ready to really take it up a notch and get serious about it. I think that's a great podcast. It really puts you in the expert seat. You know, like when people mm-hmm. listen to you, it builds, it builds your credibility, builds their trust in you. So I think it's genius that you started it off that way. Um, let's, let's cover. So I know that as somebody who, you know, helps people build their podcasts, you know what you're doing, but that said, we all have, we all have points where we fall short. So mm-hmm. around your business and your podcast, what have been your big points when it comes to growing it? Can you ask the question again? Sorry, my my phone yeah. my no, you're good. thing went off. <laughs> so <laughs> you're totally fine. So, like I said, I know that you're an expert, and you know you know what you're doing. And it's sometimes it's a lot easier to do it for other people than it is for yourself. What have been your biggest pain points around growing your business and your podcast? Yeah. So for me, it was marketing it, and is marketing it. I have such a hard time marketing my own podcast because it's not on my checklist, right? So like client work tends to come first in my head of like priorities. So if I have an episode go live, like the one today, like I've got other things to do. I've got client work to do. I've got, you know, this call, I've got other things that tend in my brain to come first before pushing my podcast out there and letting people know about it. But that's where I think that conversations like this are important. And my decision to be on more podcasts is I can redirect people back to my own show that way, which is actually the number one way to grow your podcast. If you guys want help with that, that is the number one way is to be a guest on other people's podcasts. So pro tip there. Um, So really focusing on that. But yeah, that marketing and promoting it and talking about it. I'm like, I had one person a potential client come on and she's like, I listened to your podcast and I binged the whole thing and I'm ready to work with you. And I'm, I'm like nodding, like, okay, wow, cool. And then in my head, I'm like, why are you listening to me? <laughs> I don't want to listen to me, <laughs> but I think that's where that hangup comes from. of like not promoting the podcast because I'm like, oh, they could get this somewhere else, but you're right. It is me sitting in the expert seat and saying, here's this information. Or I have clients where they'll say, oh, I listened to that podcast episode you were talking about. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I'm right. You can talk to me. Like, I can tell you right here. We can talk about it. You don't have to listen to the podcast. Um, so yeah, I think that there's a bit of a hang up there and, and that's okay. Uh, but it is something that I definitely am going to need to start working on more effectively. But I, I appreciate your transparency. I think that that's something that a lot of us actually struggle with. But maybe it's it's not something that's talked about very frequently. But yeah. that feeling where it's like, oh wait, like you listen to me, like I'm <laughs> I'm the expert. Like you listen to my advice. What you didn't get it from somewhere else? You got it from me? No, yeah. It's, just, it's a big mental roadblock. It is a big mm-hmm. mental roadblock. So last question: What is your favorite thing about podcasting? Oh my goodness. I have to say my favorite thing is the ability to connect with anyone, anywhere, wherever they are, whatever they're doing. So for my cult podcast, I actually had someone 
from like Finland send us an email and say, we're in the United States. (laughs) I am. Um, And so like the idea that internationally people would reach out to us and say, I listened to your podcast. And this was six months after we had stopped producing. So I didn't expect listener mail. I'm not expecting that at all. (laughs) And they, they were like, oh, I thought this was really interesting. And like, it just made me realize the power of podcasting that there is and people anywhere in the world who have a smartphone or who have a computer or who have the ability to download a podcast episode can listen to you and they'll listen to you whatever they're doing they could be walking their dog they could be i used to listen to podcasts in the shower like they could be doing anything doing dishes cleaning their house and you're with them in that moment and you're in their ears and making the most of that, I think is just really important. But that's what I love the most about it is just being able to have it amplified so much. Be there with people as they're living their day-to-day lives. I think that's so cool. Such a cool part of podcasting. All right. So is there, if you had to give one piece of advice to our listeners in one sentence, what would it be? Hmm. Trust yourself. That's it. Yeah. Trust That's yourself. Huge. <laughs> that is huge. All right. Thank you so much, Alicia. If anybody is looking to get in contact with you, what is the best way for them to find you? Yes. So you can go to listeners to leads.com or you can find me on Instagram at alicia.lotti. All right. Thank you so much. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the top100interview.com. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.